Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to MLW Vault. I'm your host, Balin. Thank you so much for turning back in here. After a little two-week break, we are back with episode number five, which is sure to be an interesting one. You read the title, I put all, all 14, I put every MLW MVP into a tier list, and we're going to try to find out who had the best MVP season of all time. I thought this was pretty, um, like, good within the times um, right now since Ryan Cratch was just named the 2023 MVP last week, so... We're going to see how he stacks up against the other 13 MVPs, including him. We'll see how his 2023 season stacks up to his 2022 season, as he was the first player since Kyle Schultz in 2013-14, actually, to win um, to win back-to-back MVPs. We're going to see how all of those stack up. Um, of course, we're going to keep in mind the kind of post-draft, pre-draft era. Um, but like I said, I think we're going to kind of go into the tier list to see who has the best one and then at the end we're going to try to figure out who had the best mvp season in mlw history um so that is all coming up in the in this episode before all of that is going to happen we are going to go over um all the 2023 award winners since the timing of when these episodes of this podcast have came out um the 2023 award show video on the mlw youtube channel was released um so we're going to talk about those see who won go over their stats see if we agree if we don't agree um but on that, if you have not watched that video yet, is going to be the top link in the description of this episode. Um, I thought it was super fun. Uh, not a ton of people ma- uh, got to make it to the actual venue. Um, just because, I mean, I think it was just like the snow and the weather that um, ultimately took over. But uh, it, it, it turned out great. I think it was a lot of fun. So that's what. So we're going to go over into that kind of around the league before this um actual episode starts so yeah let's uh let's let's do that around the league is next okay yikes we're you know we're still working on the transition here let's settle in as i you know i said earlier the 2023 award video was released on friday january 26th um it was pushed back a week due to the weather not a ton of players got to be there but i think they definitely made it um good with what they had so i think the video turned out great drew davis did a good job um i'm seeing the whole thing we i loved all i loved all the jokes between drew davis and sorry being on that if you have not been following the backlash from this sawyer bn trade that is happening on the pipe it up podcast you are missing out two three weeks ago um Sawyer BN went on to to talk his truth to say why kind of this trade out of nowhere in our minds happened out of nowhere. We saw Brennan Zerlag be the one to be the move, and it was like it was the Brennan Zerlag trade. It wasn't really the Sawyer BN trade. But after this episode, it is when we learned that there was a, a lot in Sawyer BN's eyes wrong with the Cobras organization, and kind of the vibes were off. Everything was just like bn wasn't working um he made he disagreed with a ton of moves that drew davis made i mean even dating back to the to the world series when um drew apparently he could have said it more politely but he was like hey if you put two guys on we're gonna pull you we don't want you pitching to norp which in my mind that's just a managerial move like that's nothing like personal for bn but anyway 
it's it has been it has been a wild ride over it has been a wild two weeks over the pipe it up podcast if you have not um i will link that show in the description of this episode be sure to check it out it has been it's been pretty interesting uh but last year been here to the 2023 award winner so to start it off most improved went to brendan jorgensen of the great lake skaters not who i voted for i can see the the kind of like attractiveness of voting for jorgensen I wrote down all of his numbers from 2022 to 2023, and his offensive differences are tremendous. That is definitely what won this award for me. I vote. I personally voted for Trey Flood. I think you know, I agreed with what Sean, the stats guy on the Pipe It Up podcast, said, where he was like, "Brennan Jorgensen has been good before, so I don't think he deserves most improved over." a guy like Trey Flood, who is I, um, I voted as well. So, you know, it's, 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 it's okay. When, when we look at his stats, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely most improved worthy. In 2022, he had a 679 OPS with a 228 average, one home run and four RBIs. And then last season had a 1,205 OPS, 364 average with five home runs and 11 RBIs which means his OPS went up 526 points. His average went up 136 points, and he had four more home runs and seven RBIs. So that alone warrants a vote. So I can say, you know, I you know, I would rather take flood, but I look at that, and you can't, you just can't argue with the stats. So I'm happy that, that the Gators got something out of this season. Um, in last week's episode, oh, I guess it was two weeks ago, I stepped in as GM for the Great Lakes Gators, and I went over every move I thought that needed to be made. And, I mean, overall, I think, you know, being is going to help, but that's not going to result in wins immediately. It's going to be a much more deeper rebuild. So, you know. It might be a tough year, maybe year after that. So I'm glad something, um, something's happening for the Gators as they are in the middle of this rebuild. So Brendan Jorgensen, congratulations, happy for you. Uh, wins, he do the 23 most improved. All right, next up here for the first time in MLW history, Rookie of the Year went to co-winners as it was the two Magic Superstar rookies, Grant Miller and R.J. Walgate. Grant Miller had the the best hitting season in recent MLW history, in my opinion, might make a statement. Ooh, that's I'm going to have to do the research on that, but like maybe the greatest single season hitting performance in Meadows history. That's ooh, I don't, I don't want to back that up, but I mean, that's a conversation topic. Miller had a 1,746 OPS with a 483 average, 483 average with five home runs and 15 RBIs. And those five home runs and 15 RBIs have an asterisk next to them because he only played 12 games. He could not make it for the final series of the year where the Magic played the Diamondbacks. Um, you know, the Magic ended up taking those that series two games one, which is surprising that they didn't have Miller. I can't remember. They might have. They no, Yeah, they won the series. I think I can't I can't remember exactly, but. Nonetheless, if Miller was in that series, he definitely could have hit a hit hit more home runs and hit more RBIs. So, nonetheless, tremendous tremendous season. Um, and then RJ Walgate, the other Magic rookie, followed up on the other side of the ball, seven one record, one oh seven ERA, one fifty WHIP, and his overall strikeout to walk ratio was fifty nine or fifty six to nineteen over the season. So, um. I'm also going to be saying this a lot. This is for the first time in MOW history. Um, Rookie of the Year has co-winners. 
And this is the first rookie of the year in Metro Magic history. That is really what I'm going to be a a broken record player on. I... At the beginning of the year, I kind of made a thing where I'm like, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to cheer for the Magic this season. I just, I think, you know, I think they're on the come up. Is, this sounds like they're all, they've, they were always one of my favorite teams to watch. I think they've been like the, one of the most electric teams, you know, because they, they'll lose for the first four series and then just absolutely, hence the name, they'll play some Magic trick and get into the playoffs every time. And that was always so fun for me to watch. So coming into the season, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm just going to vote for the, or I'm going to kind of cheer for the magic. It, I, in my kind of point of view with the league, I'm just better to not be a fan of specific teams and just kind of enjoy like the games as a whole. Um, but so nonetheless, I think I was so happy for to like read that this was the first rookie of the year in magic history. They have a ton of awards later where it is also the first of that award in magic history. So pretty special that we got to witness, um, Live last summer, the greatest Magic team of all time. Very, very special there. So Grant Miller and RJ Walgate, they co-win Rookie of the Year. Next up here was Most Dedicated, which went to Casey Bennett, given by Kyle Schultz, the commissioner. I mean, didn't have a big, uh, didn't have a super big opinion on this one. Uh, Casey Bennett moved to be closer and, and more involved to the league and to the Meadows. Sounds, sounds awarded. I'm glad. I'm glad Casey Bennett got this award. I'm glad the Diamondbacks got something out of the year. I mean, Jimmy Knopp did win an award later, but most dedicated to Casey Bennett. Um, not not a lot to talk about here. I'm glad he won it. This next one here is a little bit of kind of interesting topic here. Most clutch went to AJ Ackerman of the Metro Magic. I don't know. I not who I voted for. I took Ryan Cratch. I think there are more guys I would have taken over Ackerman. I understand why he won just because of he put the magic on his back in the playoffs and in the World Series, actually. Not and not a guy you'd expect to be the the guy for the magic at all. But um I mean I just, I just have his postseason numbers here. 294 average, three home runs, eight RBIs, and a 429 OPS all in the postseason. And, you know, thinking that he didn't play a huge part in the Magic's um, win over the Preds in the ALCS. So all those numbers were from those five games of the World Series, which are remarkable. I'm not trying to take back from that. Three home runs in the World Series is going to warrant a World Series MVP. If the Magic did not have A.J. Ackerman, they would have gotten swept. That's that's plain and simple. Do I think he deserves most clutch? No. I think it was a major recency bias vote, in my opinion, just because the those World Series videos were, you know, they were the last ones of the season. So I think they were, I guess, more on people's minds. So I think, you know, I kind of posed a question in my mind of like, well, most clutch could kind of be uh, like – a question of like you you had one guy that you need to like put in a lineup to win a game who is it going to be and like last season I mean obviously AJ Ackerman isn't going to be that guy for me but I mean I guess in a world I understand why he deserves this award um but overall I would have given it to somebody else but still happy that the magic got another one um most uh, most clutch went to AJ Ackerman Next up here is Cy Young. And this one, I 
who I voted for got it. I, you know, there was a ton, ton, ton of very, very tough competition for this award. But uh, I think this might be the first time in a long time that a rookie has won Cy Young as R.J. Walgate of the Metro Magic took home the 2023 Cy Young Award after his incredible, just ridiculous numbers on the mound. 7-1 record, 107 ERA, 150 whip. His overall um, strikeout-to-walk ratio was 56-19, to and he pitched just over 25 total innings in that regular season. And he is the first Cy Young in Metro Magic history. So, like I said, kind of as like this... Not really a f- true fan of the magic. Um, it was just, it was still good to see, um, you know, the Metro Magic get their respect after being just a terrible, terrible team for so long. So, RJ Walgate, very, very glad for the young kid to get it. I definitely agree with that one. That is who I voted for. He didn't like have the best record or have the best ERA or the best whip, but he was like, I believe second in all of those in all of those categories. So definitely, definitely deserved it. I could have I could have seen it going to to Jordan Robles, maybe Ryan Crash. Ryan Crash's numbers on the mound weren't like super eye popping, but when you actually watch the games, that is when you realize why why Ryan Cratch is is doing what he does. So RJ Walgate, um I can give it to him. I'm glad he won Cy Young. Next up here we have, which in my mind should be coined now, the Jimmy Norp Award. Uh, 2023 Gold Glove went back to Jimmy Norp for the third time in a row. Third consecutive season, 2021-22-23 is just Jimmy Norp. It is it is all Norp. Uh, this season there isn't really like a stat or anything to define this. Um, so I went to the top 10 plays of the year and kind of like look at the one on defense. Um, and Norp has two of the top 10 plays, uh, number nine and number seven on defense, of course, has won it three years in a row. Norp is a good defender. I know that's pretty shocking, but I think defense is very underutilized in today's SSM or in today's MLW. I don't think teams practice it that much, or I guess practice it nearly as much as the Diamondbacks do. Like in my mind, the three teams that I think have the best defense is the is the D-backs, the Wildcats, and probably the Magic. Grant Miller was a um was a candidate for this award, but I'm I'm glad that Jimmy Norp did win it. So Jimmy Norp wins a gold glove. I think he if he wins this one more time, we might as well just coin this the Jimmy Norp Gold Glove Award. So that is that. Next up here, manager of the year. Would have been a crime if it went to anybody other than Jack Agner. His his accolades here from this season alone are pretty impressive. A 10-5 and regular season record, won the American League regular season championship, which was the first in Magic history, um, swept the Pacific Predators in the 2023 American League Championship Series, which was the first CS win in Magic history. And, of course, cherry on top was the 2023 World Series champion, came back from being down 0-2, which was the first MLW championship in Metro Magic history. Believe it or not, this is Jack Agner's third manager of the year. Uh, this award was first um, first started in 2017, 
And from that point, Agner has just been, I mean, he's, he's, he's been the guy I'm surprised he's won three. I mean, I'm sure he definitely should have won this one. I don't really know how the other ones kind of got there. I think he has very, very good leadership and makes good managerial moves. Um, I mean, he everything he did kind of worked. He built this team from the ground up. Like you said in the um, postgame after the World Series, he was like, you know, so many faces have, have come in and out, but I think now the Magic have found their six or seven guys to really run with for the next couple of years. So I would honestly think that Jack Agner should opt out of his pick. I mean, it's an eighth overall unless they have a super solid stud. I mean, I just don't really see where this team lacks. I mean, maybe you could get another solid hitter to try to back up Grant Miller. Um, but do not fix what's not broken. I So many, and not just MLW, sports in general, so many managers just like make moves and they don't need to. And I don't think Jack Agner does not need to make any moves this offseason. I think he... So definitely try to return with what he got. So manager of the year, proudly went to Jack Anger. Definitely deserves it. Um, love that guy. Definitely. Yeah, definitely deserved it. All right. One of the players that Jack Agner drafted in the 2023 draft, the number one overall pick, went to the Silver Slugger, which was Mr. G. Millie Grant Miller. Like I said, tremendous, tremendous season earlier. Um I don't know if I said this. I had to re-record this whole segment, but um, I made a statement that it's up for conversation that Grant Miller has had the greatest single season hitting performance in the Meadows era, which I don't I don't want to stand on that statement. I wanna like I would really have to go into the research for that. But his numbers were astronomical, especially for today's MLW. This is incredible. A 1746 OPS followed by a near 500 batting average at 483, which is incredible. Five home runs, 15 RBIs, and and in 12 games. He could have played three more games against the downtown Diamondbacks, a series which the Magic won, I think. I can't remember exactly. If he hits, you know, he could, you know, he could, he could have a good series and hit for, you know, two more home runs, and that's seven, and that's... That would um, taking for it's hard to believe that Grant Miller actually ended in second place in home runs over Tommy Coglin, who had four in Philly at a kid TC four. Um, but Grant Miller, tremendous season on the plate. That this was um, the kind of most unanimous vote. I think, like Sean said on the Pipe It Up podcast, that this should be the most closest to the you know, most unanimous vote for Grant Miller to win Silver Slugger. So I'm very, very intrigued to see how Grant Miller and RJ Walgate both follow up next season to see if they kind of stay on the same pace. I could see RJ Walgate having a little bit of an off year on a mound, but I could definitely um, see Grant Miller just topping, maybe even topping his numbers from last season, even if it's possible. So Grant Miller, Silver Slugger, which leads us to the two, excuse me, to the 2023 most valuable player. My vote when I went when I ran through my entire ballot in episode number two, just go check it out. Check it out if you haven't. I voted for Jordan Robles as my guy for 2023 MVP. But once I heard his name, I was not mad about it whatsoever. Your most valuable player for this 2023 of Major League Football was Ryan Cratched. 
on the plate had a 1,088 OPS, 377 average, four home runs, 14 RBIs, and on the mound, five and four record, flat one ERA, 154 whip, um, with over 84 strikeouts, um, followed by only 29 walks in that overall ratio. Again, if you don't watch the games, you look at those numbers and you go, okay, that's solid, that's solid, but, you know, I think there are more eye-popping stats, and for this singular season, he doesn't deserve it. If you watch the games, you just realize how much of a different level Ryan Cratch is playing right now. I mean, in that Cobras series, which was Preds versus Cobras in slate five of last season, he's playing with his food. His his pitching was on a different level. Like, it was so creative and very, like, I don't know, untouchable even. I mean, it's just, I think creative was kind of the best way to do it, like doing spins and no looks and these weird, like, jumping off the mound as he, like, sidearm slings it into the zone. He definitely, I deserves it 100%. Um, I still, of course, kind of stand by my vote of taking Jordan Robles. I think he had a better singular season than Ryan Cratch did. Um, but overall, I think Cratch could even win it next season. I mean, he's just he's just he's just on a different level than than most guys this league. So um he's the first back to back MVP since Kyle Schultz in 2013-2014. And it is the third MVP of his career. Question is could he go three Pete in 2024? I think it is it is very possible. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. So let's let's see how this goes. It's time to get into the kind of beef of this episode here. I am going to put every MLW most valuable player into a tier list. All 14 MVPs dating back to 2010. 2010, Kyle Schultz ranging all the way to 2023, Ryan Cratch. Going to be going one by one. We're going to be going over their numbers on the plate, at the mound, everything they accomplished that year, what awards they had, if they were an all-star or not, their World Series outcome, everything to try and put it in a tier in this tier list. So. If you are unfamiliar, the tiers in order go S, A, B, C, and D. So I'm not sure how, when, what, how it started. S is now number one. It's the best. And then followed by A, B, C, and D at the end. I I don't think I can come to put anybody in tier D. Um, I mean, and then, then again, so what we're kind of going to be grading this on is ultimately just like how impressive all of like each individual season is and which one kind of stands out in all of these 14 player seasons. So it's going to be pretty interesting, of course, kind of in this, in the sense of it all, every MVP season gets to go in, in, in S tier or a tier because they accomplished great things and they put up remarkable numbers and led the league in so many things, you know, all season long, that of course should result in, in a, in a good rating. So we're going to just, we're going to kind of be, you know, eliminating everything else from it and just looking at this group of 14 players and seeing which one, um, is the best. And then again, of course, you know, I'm a big advocate for the draft era to 
pre-draft of the years 2010 to 2019, all of those MVPs to then 2020 to 2023. So, I mean, we're just going to kind of see how this goes. So, um, you know, let's jump right into it here. Starting off in the inaugural season in 2010, your MVP was Mr. Kyle Schultz. His numbers at the plate as a eight-year-old were rather impressive. Um, a, a 1,455 OPS with a 518 batting average, four home runs, and 76 RBIs. Set, that's that enough, S-tier. No, uh, and on the mounds, just incredible numbers. 12-run record, 184 ERA, 165 whip, um, with an overall strikeout-to-walk ratio of 64-13 to 13 over the regular season. That year, Kyle Schultz also won Cy Young, most dedicated, was an all-star, won the Home Run Derby, and ultimately won the World Series that season in four games over the Eastern Eagles. Um and was elected World Series MVP and threw a perfect game in Game 4. So, that is, that is, those are impressive numbers. Where You know, that's straight up. Those are, those are pretty, those are pretty solid numbers there. It's tough to, like, grade these, like, 9, 10-year-old players to then Cratch, who's, like, 22 or something, who's putting up kind of similar numbers. But you know, kind of, we're gonna we're gonna again kind of keep it all in somewhat perspective of you know, young age is going to be a little bit lower just because of that. Um, about the kind of like competitiveness within the league and how much it has changed. So it is the these are always going to be you know a little. They're always gonna gonna kind of have an asterisk to them in these super young seasons, just because they. I mean, they don't have a ton of show just because the league was a lot easier to play in and thrive in back then. So um, 2010 Kyle Schultz, super solid OPS, incredible plus 500 average, 76 RBIs is great. I mean, accomplished a lot of things. Was the best pitcher, most dedicated. Um, I mean, throwing a perfect game in the World Series again, you know, it was they did play the same guys all season long, but that's that's impressive nonetheless. So 2010 Kyle Schultz um I mean I I don't know if I can reach as high to A right now just because of I know kind of what we're going to see in the kind of 20 like the 20s era so starting off with 2010 Kyle Schultz we're going to go ahead and put him in a solid B tier I think that's very respectable start. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're kind of just, we're setting the stone, right? We're not, we're just gonna kind of, we're testing the waters. We're gonna see how most of this is gonna go. So Kyle Schultz, 2010 season, we are going into tier B. All right. Following up here in the 2011 season, Mr. Schultz took it back to back. This season, his numbers were a lot more impressive, almost better in every single category. Um, Especially offensively, had a 1,757 OPS, 604 batting average, which is incredible. 25, 25 home runs and 83 RBIs. 14 and 2 record on the mound, 282 ERA, 167 whip. It's a tremendous strike to walk out, or um, strike to walk out, strike out to walk ratio of 84 to 6. That year won the Silver Slugger. Very, that's it. Deserving to say the least. Um, was an all star, won his second 
World Series in a row um, of her sweep over the Central Cardinals and topped it off with a World Series MVP. Solid. Pretty. Those are good numbers. If these numbers were put up in um, SS or in um, MLW in 2024, that is that is Cy Young. That is Silver Slugger. That is MVP and probably World Series MVP, even if he didn't play. 2011 Kyle Schultz here. God, again, I just, I don't know if I want to creep up to A quite yet, just because at this point in the league, it was still, or I guess it was three teams, so it did get a little bit more competitive, but still, in the, in, in the whole, you know, perspective of the league, we're going to match Kyle Schultz 2010 and 2011 seasons in Tier B, um, as those are two pretty similar numbers. His hitting got a lot better. Um, but he's also 10 years old here. 2012, first ever non-MVP Kyle Schultz season, Mr. TC3. Tommy Coughlin wins MVP in 2012. Let's take a look here. 1,712 OPS, 518 average, 26 home runs, and 61 RBIs. Very similar to Kyle's season in 2010. Um then a pitch a ton, four run record was a 386 ERA, 211 whip, and a 31 to 17 strikeout to walk ratio over the season. Solid numbers. There are not a ton to look at on the mound. I mean, his record was was great overall, but you know, ERA and whip could definitely be improved. Um, but then his accolades, he won co gold glove with Brennan Schultz, so was um, co-winners there. One most clutch was an all-star, um, and then for the third year in a row, uh, Western Wildcats, this is when Tommy and Kyle were still on the same team, um, as they won the World Series together over the Nighthawks in five games, first ever World Series to go to five games, um, and Tommy Coughlin was awarded the 2012 World Series MVP with his walk-off home run in Game 5. So um, I'm sure that is what got him the um, that is what got him the most clutch award. So um, again, this one I I definitely see these past like these first three seasons kind of in the same bunch, maybe even 2013. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna go into B. We're gonna go into B here. Um, not not a ton of variety so far. I like I like what I saw from Tommy. Um, you know, and then he re- would retire two or three years later. Um, either in what what year did they? I think it might have been two thousand fourteen. It's either two thousand fourteen or two thousand sixteen. Can't remember exactly. Um, but Kyle, I mean, I mean Tommy, solid numbers. Uh, we like what we see here. Most clutch, very solid. Uh, World Series MVP, that's that's going to be kind of good. I don't want to overlook that award a lot. So, so far here, uh, first three seasons, we got 2010 Kyle Schultz in Tier B, 2011 Kyle Schultz in Tier B, and then 2012 Tommy, Co- Tommy Coughlin as well in Tier B. Moving right along here, following Tommy Coughlin's 2012 MVP season, 2013 return to Mr. Kyle Schultz, um, as these numbers in 2013, they were still, you know, little kids, not taking this super seriously. This is incredible, even for the circumstances of the league. A 2000 
185 OPS. Two thousand, not one seven eight five. Two thousand one hundred eighty-five OPS with a six thirty-three average, thirty-five home runs, and ninety-seven RBIs. Almost triple-digit RBIs in the regular season, and on the mound just got better. Ten and two record, two six eight ERA, one eighty-four WHIP with a seventy-seven fourteen um, strikeout to walk ratio throughout the season. This year by Kyle Schultz set the record for the most home runs in a single season at 35. That is a record that will never be broken in MLW. Uh, I'm almost certain that seeing how the league is going um, and, uh, and, you know, these past few years, 35 is untouchable. I think I would even argue that I think someone will beat Tommy. I think a double digit home run season is going to come by one player, one every four or five seasons um, with how MLW is going. So nonetheless, just unbelievable video game numbers, more than video game numbers by Kyle Schultz. Um, that year won Cy Young from his, I'm guessing, 10-2 and record. Um, and Silver Slugger, of course, was an all-star. Um, for the first time ever, though, uh, lost in the World Series, Wildcats lost to the Northern Nighthawks in a sweep, actually, although um, that series was competitive. So an 0-3 series loss to the Northern Nighthawks. No World Series MVP for Schultz because he was on the losing side. But this season is in conversation for the first A tier. I'm going to be completely honest here. Those numbers offensively, I don't think it's right to have them in the same tier as what we saw in 2010, 11, and 12. So with that said, I'm gonna we're gonna talk about it for a second. I'm gonna put 2013 Kyle Schultz, the first MVP season in tier A. Um man, this is this is it's it's a I am gonna give like the edge to the first three seasons because I, in my mind I take um, kind of their team outcome very heavily into it. But, I mean, if we look at OPS, the highest OPS trying to match it would be a 175, or like 1,757. And the average did get into 600 to 604. No home runs even scratched that with 26 in second. And then RBIs... 83 was the closest. Yeah, no, these don't belong on the same tier. We're going to put 2013 Kyle Schultz right into tier A, though. Standing alone is that that's kind of separating. I like that. I think that's a, I think that's a good spot for him. All right. 2014, Kyle Schultz once again. I mean, first five seasons, just tremendous run here by the kid. Uh, won four MVPs in five years. This year's numbers were a little bit down compared to what we saw. Um, a 1,800... 36 OVS with a 600 average, 15 home runs, and 42 RBIs. It's unbelievable to think that those are like down numbers compared to what he put up in the first couple seasons. Um, I mean, 15 home runs, that's pretty uncharacteristic like since he had 35 the year before, 25 in 2011, and okay, I guess 14 in 2010. But um, this year he won, he was a co winner for Cy Young with his brother Daniel. One most clutch and um, co-won, most dedicated with Kyle Garricky. Um, 
course, was an all-star. The Wildcats jumped on top, won the World Series in five games over the Eastern Eagles, and Mr. Kyle Schultz was the World Series MVP, and I think won most clutch as he uh, hit a walk-off home run by Kyle in Game 5 to cement the Wildcats to their uh, fourth World Series win in five years. So, Kyle Schultz. Um, this year, I do think, looking at the numbers from uh, 2013, they are, you know, second down. His pitching got a lot better. Um, 10-1 and one record, 216 area. It's a little high. 136 whip is good. 80 strikeouts to 7 walks is unbelievable. That alone could go into A. Um, but looking at the 2013 season and how just bonkers he went at the plate, I do think 2014 Kyle Schultz deserves to go into Tier B with um, most of the others. Um, as I think really after... Uh, maybe this kind of Daniel season is going to kind of be a, roo, a real kind of... Uh, transition here as we're going to get into definitely the bigger the bigger names here. So 2014 Kyle Schultz, we're going to go into tier B. All right, here we go. New change, not in last name, same old, same old there. 2015 Daniel Schultz wins his first Most Valuable Player Award. Um, good, good numbies at the plate. 1,785 OPS, 500 batting average, 17 home runs, and 34 RBIs. Um, on the bump, had a six and two record, a, a high three twenty ERA, um, but a solid you know all right one seven three WHIP, um, with fifty two strikeouts and fourteen walks. It was an all star. Um, didn't win any other awards that year as uh, Daniel ultimately lost with the Eagles in the World Series to the Wildcats in five games in two thousand fifteen. So this one is the first season where, you know, I'm not I, it, it's good. Again, if this were to happen in 2024 for Major League Football, it'd be MVP, Cy Young, Silver Slugger. But looking at the numbers that we saw in 2013, 2014, and even peaking into 2016, um, this is this is a, a step below. Um, is it on the same level as the A's? I mean, the numbers are pretty much the same. Didn't have a ton of wins compared to what we can, like what we normally see of like almost double-digit wins consistently. A very high ERA, not great WHIP at one seven three. Um, this one we're gonna go into tier C. Um, I think I think that's a good spot for it here. Um, I'm glad Daniel did get one of that. Is his only MVP of his career. Um, I think maybe Kyle and Daniel should have been swapped in 2015, 2016, since that was the first year that the Eagles did win the World Series. Um, but let, let's jump in really quick here. 2016, um, Kyle Schultz remains on top. His fifth MVP, I believe. Right, one, two, three, four. Yeah. MVP number five in seven years. This year had a 1,731 OPS, 465 average, 16 home runs, 25 RBIs on the mound, a 9-3 record, 204 ERA, 127 whip, and a 67, or no, 76-7. to 7. That's incredible. 76-7 to 7 strikeout to walk rate. Um, that year just won the Silver Slugger. Um, 
uh, was an all-star, won the home run derby that year as well. But this was the first year that the Eastern Eagles won the World Series as Kyle Schultz did lose um, with his Wildcats to the Eagles in four games in the 2016 World Series. So this one, um, looking at all of these numbers back-to-back, like having ultimately zero break, is really kind of numbing me over for how just incredible you know, these performances truly are. This is where the league... um, really is getting more competitive. So we can definitely take that into fact now with still having, you know, 16 home runs, 25 RBIs is is, is incredible. So um, it's not A. Um, I de- I'd be okay putting this one in B. I don't think it belongs in tier C whatsoever. Um, so I, 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 I'd understand if you put it in C. I'm going to go... Um, tier B of this MVP list kind of joining that that big group of the 2010 to 2012 and 2014 so um 2016 Kyle Schultz MVP season we are putting into tier B moving right along here since the MVP was established in 2010 now in the season of 2017 for the first time in MLW history the MVP does not have Schultz or Coughlin last name as Noah Dabrico wins the most valuable player award in 2017. His numbers had a 1,296 OPS, a 329 average, 12 home runs, 25 RBIs um, on the mound. It was kind of that number two arm for the Mallards behind Tommy Coughlin, who actually won uh, Cy Young that year, which is kind of surprising. You just look at Tommy, you don't really think, you know, Cy Young in today's MLW, but. Dabrico had a 3-2 record on the bump, 3-7-3 ERA, pretty high there, 198 whip, pretty high, um, 26 strikeouts to 3, only 3 walks all regular season, pretty solid there. This year he won the Silver Slugger and Most Clutch, was an all-star, um, and uh, won the first ever Mallards World Series in that um, of infamous uh 0-2 comeback to beat the Coastal Cobras in five games. Dabrico was awarded the World Series MVP. As this is kind, this is now officially we are into um, competitive games here. So Noah Dabrico, again in perspective of all of the numbers that we have seen of incredible OPSs, you know this is the lowest one, and this is also the lowest average. I think it's got to be. Yeah, sorry, I'm just going through it all. Yeah, so this is, to to this point, 2017, this is the lowest batting average. 12 home runs isn't super impressive. Well, of course, it's impressive. But in these group of 14 players, it's it's not that impressive. 25 RBI is super solid for the team. 3-inch record, 3-7-3 ERA, 1-9-8 whip. Um, this one, I'm kind of, I'm in between B and C here. Um. I think Dabrico and Daniel Schultz season, those are pretty similar. Um, I just kind of argue the only difference that kind of separates Dabrico was um, the World Series MVP um, and that he even won the World Series. But overall, the numbers, I mean, maybe he kind of popped off in the playoffs or postseason. I didn't like look at those when I was doing the research for this episode. Um, so... Man, I think for Noah Dabrico, we're gonna go. We're gonna go tier C. Uh, I don't really want to leave Daniel Schultz stranding there. 
was still a tremendous season overall. Um, I mean, if he truly was the best player, the most valuable player for that entire season of um, MLW, then, I mean, he he definitely deserves it. So, Dabrico, we're going to go... We're going to go tier C with um, 2015 Daniel Schultz. Kind of keeping up the bottom, of course. Again, I this, this is the bad part about this idea is that you have the MVPs that are pretty low compared to, you know, Dabrico, who is, I don't know how old he was there, but kind of in a tier below the OGs when Kyle and Tommy are, are like 10 years old. But, you know. Is what it is. We know this is all fun and games. So, following 2017, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, just MVPs after MVPs. We have Mr. Kyle Schultz here. 2018 had a 1,840 OPS, 521 average, 13 home runs, 51 RBIs, um, 10 and 2 record on the mound, 187 ERA, 175 WHIP, um, and then a 76 strikeout to 36 walk ratio. This season, you want to say Silver Slugger. Most clutch was an all-star, won the home run derby, and won the World Series in four games over the Midwest Mallards. That is when Kyle Schultz had Zach Pirock and um, and Kelly. Uh, Kyle Schultz wins World Series MVP as well. Solid season, solid season. Again, these are all, I'm not going to lie, they're kind of bleeding together for me. We're, get, we're, we're, we're keeping strong here. Kyle, that 51 RBIs is super impressive. Tremendous. I don't know how he did not win Cy Young this year, whoever that was in 2018. Probably probably Dan. Must have been super impressive. I don't know if you can beat a 10-2 record. Um, I can see how maybe a 187 ERA could be a little, little bit better, but knowing the um, age of how competitive the games were at this point. That is, you know, that's that's incredible. If we look at, you know, Ryan Crouch in 2023, he had a, okay, well, he had a 1.0 ERA, but um, in 2022, 129. So, you know, kind of, you know, that same kind of general air area there for um, earned run average. So 2018, Kyle, solid, solid year. Nothing unbelievable, in my opinion. I mean, it's definitely not tier C. That's it's, it's. I don't. I wouldn't match it with Davico. I think it's definitely a step up, kind of stats wise, and the fact that he did also top top it off for the World Series MVP and World Series win here. 2018, Kyle Schultz. Let's go. Let's put it with. Let's put it with tier B as well. So we really don't have a ton of A's right now. I think I maybe could squeak up one or two up there but right now we're gonna we're, we're 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 sticking to what we got here so tier b is very very full they have six guys it's uh 2010 or for kyle it's 2010 2011 14 16 and 18 and then tommy coglin in 2012 let's keep on going here 2019 we have the first of three of his career Ryan Cratched in 2019, a 1,054 OPS on the plate, 319 average, three home runs, 19 RBIs, only three home runs. That is a uh, a low here in this group of players uh, on the mound. 9-2 record, 106 ERA, 132 whip, 84 strikeouts for 24 walks. Won the most improved player, was an all-star, and won the World Series. The got This was the year that Cratch got traded at the... Um, 
near the middle of the season from the Eastern Eagles to the Pacific Predators, ends up playing the Eagles in the World Series where um, he dominated on the play. Alec Warda won World Series MVP that season. But Cratch, I think, you know, was such a role player for the Preds, you know, took this team out of a very low spot. It was just looked like, you know, another another poor season, and then they add Cratch and they just absolutely explode. Um, the predominance was one of my favorite MLW documentaries. So Ryan Cratch here, nothing super special stats-wise. Um, I'm not going to go to C, I don't think, just because of, you know, this point, I mean, it was it was it was eight teams. You know, this was this was the first of the new, of kind of the modern era of MLW that we have it. So, Cratch, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go B here, adding again. You know, kind of that same group of of players with only one ahead, kind of one below here. But I think these now, as we get into the 2020s, I think these are where uh, these are where we're gonna see some A's and maybe even a couple S's. I wasn't exactly sure how long this episode would be, but I'm glad. Um, I'm glad this is going the distance here. So we got four more MVPs to put on the tier list. Let's see if maybe we can just wrap this up here. 2020 Kyle Schultz, the last so far of Schultz's illustrious career. This is his seventh um, MVP award. And this year, 2020, this was a weird COVID year. Year that the Great Lakes Gators won the World Series. That's a weird sentence. Kyle Schultz had a 1,244 OPS, 308 average, seven home runs, 19 RBIs, eight and one record, 059 ERA, 186 whip, and 75 strikeouts with 35 walks. Was an all-star, but lost in the World Series to the Gators in four games. Now, here we go. This is where um it is it is getting close to the um utmost of the utmost. I think really it starts in 2021 where that is the highest competitive level for the league. So this was very solid from Kyle. That is just pitching alone. I mean, eight and one, oh five nine ERA. Are you how is that even possible? Kyle, that's just ridiculous. Doesn't have the accolades to back it up, but I think now that you know the league with this point was in a stage of how competitive it is. I'm willing to put this 2020 Kyle season into a mm, man. I think I, I honestly, just for the pitching, I think I might have to, that is not even, nobody even touches that ERA on this entire list. I mean, the closest one would probably be crash with a one flat last season, but we're gonna we're gonna go out of where the league was. I kind of like it. We're gonna go 2020 Kyle Schultz matching his 2013 season um, in tier A for uh, for his MVPs. That is and that is the last we'll hear of Kyle. Is here we got we got two players over the next three years here. And this next season is right now, in my opinion, the greatest single season performance of all time. I want to make a full episode where I really go into this. But this season is 2021 Jimmy Norp. God, the flashbacks are just, they're just, they're just unbelievable. Norp, a 1,594 OPS, 391 average, 11 home runs, 34 RBIs. And this is 2021, considered today's MLW. This is this is competitive wiffle ball on the mound. 7-1 record, 1-5-3 ERA. Similar whip, 153, 64 strikeouts to 21 walks. He won the Cy Young 
Won the Coast Silver Slugger with Nick Saylor. Won Gold Glove. Won Most Clutch. Was an All-Star. Won the World Series over the Wildcats. And World Series MVP. I amped it up at the beginning. This, in my mind, is... I mean, I, I can make a statement right now and maybe, you know, look at it later. That this is the greatest single-season performance of all time. And when you look at, you know, numbers-wise, oh, this is just another MVP season. This is in the 20s. This is the played in the greatest MLW series of all time in the 2021 World Series. So much emotion dominates in the regular season. I mean, the uh, 1,500 OPS, nearly 400 average, 34 RBIs is incredible in today's MLW. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have our first S tier MVP. Give me 2021 Jimmy Norp in Tier S. As here to wrap it up, we have the 2022 and 2023 Ryan Cratch seasons here. Let's go into 2022. Um, solid 1,055 OPS, 333 average with seven home runs and 17 RBIs. Six and three record on the mound with a 129 ERA, 188 whip, 64 strikeouts to 27 walks. Was an all star, won the home run derby, but lost in the ALCS in three games to the Coastal Cobras. Again, numbers wise, nothing really um, stands out, but you caught with Ryan Crash. I'm telling you, you have to watch him play to understand the level of greatness that that we have with that we have with him. I mean it's just it's just unbelievable. He plays um he plays collegiate baseball. Um I'm 95% sure with Alma College. For you know it's kind of it it depends with players in the league if that directly correlates to playing good wiffle ball or if it doesn't. With Cratch it 100% does just so fun to watch and play. I'm actually very excited because I ordered a um the black moxie jersey or the matte black moxie jersey with yellow pinstripes, the Preds one, so I and Cratch's number, so I'm super pumped for that. But 2022 Ryan Cratch, not quite to the legendary level that Jimmy Norp is, but we are going hundred percent tier A for Ryan Cratch in 2022. Um being on the same level of 2013 Kyle and 2020 Kyle. Final one here, most recently announced about a week ago. 2023 Ryan Cratch had a 1,000 plus 1,000 OPS, um, 377 average, four home runs, 14 RBIs, five and four record on the mound, one flat ERA, 152 whip, 84 strikeouts to 29 walks, was an all-star, won the home run derby for the second year in a row, but lost his second straight ALCS um, in a sweep to the Metro Magic, which was very surprising. Um, I know a ton of people had the Preds. They were the hottest team. The Preds were a fun team to watch in 2022. When when they're fun, they're fun. And when they're bad, they're really not fun. You know, they can add the most life to the sport and to the league than any team, not even close. And then, you know, we see them get swept by RJ Wallgate and the Magic in the rain, and you're like, this is not a team I want to root for. So, um, but when you know that team got rolling in the second half after their two and seven start, they like went a perfect six and zero in their second half. They um, won an unbelievable, unbelievable 
series um, in the ALDS over the Wildcats, all all led by this 2023 Ryan Crash. Well, I definitely just thought he deserved this MVP. I, of course, voted for Jordan Robles, and I still think I stand by that vote. Um, as this 2023 Ryan Crash, we are going to put into Tier A, Again, because of how fun he was to watch, what he does year after year. And I kind of want to say something for pitching records. Um, you know, in my kind of baseball-like centered mind, you know, pitching wins and losses is, isn't really the most, um, like, I don't know, best way to represent a pitcher. And especially in MLW, it's very not because because of how short the games are. Um, the, the win loss for pitchers is mostly determined, um, by if their offense can produce runs. So on teams where Cratch is offense can score, you know, the Preds can be on and off, but when they are really good, then Cratch can get more wins on the round, uh, wins on the mound. And I think really since, um, you know, they had that that very slow first half. I think that's why his record was kind of even at five and four. But nonetheless, Ryan Cratch goes into 2023 season, going to tier A as that completes our tier list for MVPs here. And let's recap it. Going from the bottom, in tier C, we have 2015 Daniel Schultz and 2017 Noah Dabrico. In tier B, we have a full one. 2010 Kyle Schultz, 2012 Kyle Schultz, 2012 Tommy Coughlin, 2014 Kyle Schultz, 2016 Kyle, 2018 Kyle, and 2019 Ryan Cratched. In tier A, 2013 Kyle Schultz, 2020 Kyle Schultz, and then both Ryan Cratch's back-to-back MVPs in 2022 and 2023. And then the single greatest MVP season of all time. Give me 2021 Jimmy Norp. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for tuning back in. I think this turned out things turned out pretty well. Um, top link in the description is going to be the award video um, on the MLW YouTube channel. If you have not, be sure to check that out. Second link, I will put the Pipe It Up podcast. I definitely, if you guys have not listened to the beef between Drew Davis and Sawyer BN, be sure to do that. Third link, um, you can subscribe to the MLW Vault YouTube channel. We're going to be pretty active on the community section and shorts section as well. Um, Blaise Everham, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode five of MLW Vault. I'll see you all next time.